0: Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. you for joining us by video. I've been asked to announce that our church council meeting has been rescheduled to March 8th, and we will be having both our February and our March meetings on that day. Again, our church council meeting for February and March will be on March 8th. We would like to thank everyone who participated in our community Ash Wednesday service this past week. Ash cross stickers from the service are available for those who would like them on the table in the entryway. Our first midweek Lenten service for the year will be this Wednesday at seven o'clock PM. Also, please take note of our Holy Week schedule for this year. We are now taking orders for Easter flowers. If you would like to help beautify our sanctuary for Easter Sunday, Easter lilies are available for $12 each, tulips for $8 each, and daffodils for $7 each. Please have your orders in by March 12th, and thank you in advance for helping to decorate our sanctuary this Easter. Also, there is an order form in your bulletin. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O lord our maker redeemer and comforter we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word we ask you to open our hearts by your holy spirit that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins to believe on jesus in life and death and to grow day by day in grace and holiness hear us for christ's sake amen is The Lord the Almighty. He is worthy of glory and honor and power. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who is slain. By his blood he purchased for God. Christ made of them a kingdom and they, and they shall reign on earth forever the Lord be with you let us pray Lord God our strength the battle of good and evil rages within and around us and our ancient foe tempts us with his deceits and empty promises Keep us steadfast in your word, and when we fall, raise us again and restore us through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who gave himself for us. Amen. You may be seated as we continue with the readings.
1: The first reading comes from Genesis 22, verses 1 through 18. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of, his, two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, "'Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you.'" Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father. Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. The second reading comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God,
0: Please stand for the reading of the Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter, beginning at the twelfth verse. At once the Spirit sent Jesus out into the desert, and he was in the desert forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, Grace and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. To say that it has been another challenging week would be a great understatement. As we have had to deal with extreme winter weather, the likes of which we have not seen for a long time. And even more so than extreme winter weather, we have had to deal with rather extreme snow conditions as well. It seems as though the last year or two has been challenge after challenge after challenge. And perhaps we are wondering, are things out of control once again? And where is God in all this? We are in need of assurance. Assurance is simply saying, That whatever has been told us, whatever has been promised to us, is going to happen. That whatever has been told to us is true, and it is going to happen as it has been promised to us. In today's second reading in particular, which Shannon read for us just a few moments ago, we have this assurance. I'm also going to let you all in on a little secret. The second reading from from St. Paul's letter to the Romans today is also one of my personal favorites, not least of which because I have actually, uh, by calculation, probably preached on it the most throughout my ministry career. The reason being, it is one of the suggested readings for funerals. Either people have requested it or or it has been one of my standard go-to readings when I have been asked asked to pick the readings for a funeral service. As a result, it has become one of my personal favorites, and it is one that, especially today, gives us this great assurance that nothing can separate us from God and His love for us. The reason it is especially read... um, The the reason it is especially read a lot at funerals is because of the great promise that not even death can separate us from God and his love for us. Just as nothing in life could separate us from God, not even death can separate us from God. As one of my favorite commentators puts it, neither life nor death can separate us from Christ. In life we live with Christ, in death we die with him. And because we die with him, we also rise with him. Death, so far from being a separation, is only a step into his nearer presence. Not the end, but the gate on the skyline leading to the presence of Jesus Christ. All throughout our lives, and even in death, we are in Jesus' presence. And so today, we have a challenging question in Romans 8.35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Notice it doesn't say what, though it is frequently translated as such. But it actually says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Sadly, people can often separate each other from the love of Christ. By saying that this person is worthy to be loved, this person is not. This person is worthy to be chosen, this person is not. But here, we have an even more challenging statement, that only God has the right to determine whom he chooses. St. Paul asks, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? In other words, who is anyone to oppose God's plan for those he loves, which is everyone? Who who is anyone to oppose God's plan for showing his love to those whom he chooses, which is everyone? Not even other people can place a barrier between us and God's love we also cannot presume to put limits on those whom God chooses. The reason is because of Jesus' death on the cross. Jesus' death on the cross, which was prefigured by, God's, or by Abraham's near sacrifice of his son Isaac. And just as Abraham was not willing to give up his son to be sacrificed, but, was stopped, but thankfully was stopped at the last minute. So too, God was not willing to withhold his own son to be a sacrifice for our sins. God was willing to let his own son go all the way through a painful, excruciating, and agonizing death in order to atone and be sacrificed for all of our sins. In doing so, God removed the separation of sin between people and him. God removed all the separations which had previously been a barrier between him and people. In doing so also, God removed all the barriers between people and people as Jesus died for all. Jesus died to be the atonement for all people's sins. Therefore, it is not for us to determine whom God chooses and whom he does not choose, whom God loves and whom he does not love. Just as the separation between God and people was removed by the death of Jesus, so too... The separation between people was also removed by the death of Jesus. We also have the assurance, again, saying, promising that what is promised to us is true. That nothing we can do, nothing we do, can make God love us even more or less. God loves each one of us equally. We also have the assurance that no matter how guilty or how bad we may feel about ourselves, not even that can separate us from God's love or make God stop loving us. As one particular famous preacher, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, said, Since our good works didn't win God's affection, bad works cannot sever that affection. Again, nothing can separate us from God's love because the separation was removed by the cross. The cross is also also the prime demonstration of God's generosity, of his willing to give everything to us, just as he gives us everything in this life for us to be provided for He also gives us everything necessary to be saved. As John Stott says, in giving his son, he gave everything. The cross is the guarantee of the continuing, unfailing generosity of God. God is indeed generous. He always gives us far more than we ask for or we deserve. God is especially generous in his love as every single day he pours out his love and assures us that he is always with us. Be assured of this. Whoever you are, whatever you may be going through right now, God is on your side. God is with you God is for you. God is on your side. God is on your side and he loves you. As Rick Warren says, there is no place where you can go where God's love isn't. You'll never be separated from God's love. Nothing can separate you from his love. No powers earthly or spiritual, can separate you from God's love. Nothing, and and certainly let no one say that you are unworthy of being loved, chosen, and accepted by God. Let no one tell you that there is any qualification which you have to meet in order to be loved And chosen by God. Let no one tell you that there are certain standards you have to meet in order to be loved and chosen by God. And certainly let no one tell you that any disaster you may be going through, whether an illness, whether the weather, whether any other kind of personal hardship, is a sign that God has abandoned you. And is no longer with you. Once again, to quote John Stott, we urgently need this promise, this assurance that God loves us and nothing can separate us from His love today, since nothing seems stable in our world any longer. Insecurity is written across all human experience. Christian people are not guaranteed immunity to temptation, tribulation, or tragedy, but we are promised victory over them. God's pledge is not that suffering will never afflict us, but that it will never separate us from his love. And this is an important point. Some people may believe that If you are going through some kind of hardship or suffering, it means that you have been abandoned by God and are no longer chosen by him. Some people also would would want to assert that God's people will never face any kind of trouble. This certainly is not true. We all can say from our own experience that this certainly is not true. We face struggle, we face suffering, we face hardship every day. <clears throat> as St. Saint, as Saint Paul, quoting one of the prophets, says, for your sake we face death all day long, we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. We all face suffering. We all face trouble. But in all the troubles we face, We still have the same assurance, the same assurance that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, that God is with us, God is for us, God is on our side, God does love us, and we are more than conquerors. The assurance we have is ultimately of God's commitment. God's unfailing commitment. God's commitment which cannot be broken by anything. God's commitment which says, I am with you, I am for you, I am on your side, and I love you. God's commitment which was shown to us by the death of Jesus. God's commitment, which was shown to us by the ultimate victory, the resurrection of Jesus, in which we participate. God's commitment, which is shown to us every single day, as God brings us through challenge after challenge. Indeed, we thank God that we have been safely brought through all this winter weather, but we are also aware that there are many who have suffered and, who are, and, and whose suffering is ongoing because of the winter weather. And I would like to encourage all of you, if you know of anyone locally who, have, who, has, who has particularly suffered in a disastrous or horrendous way because of the winter weather and is in need of any particular assistance, please let me or any council member know. We are also aware That suffering is ongoing. That there are many who continue to suffer. And so our calling in this case, our purpose, our mission, is to let all people know God is with you and he is for you. God loves you. God is safely bringing you through whatever you're going through. God will not give up on you. God is always with you. God remains committed to you. God's commitment to you will never cease. God's commitment to you will never be broken. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Today we all pray, we all pray this prayer of thanksgiving. Jesus, I thank you that nothing can separate me from your love. Jesus, I thank you, that nothing can separate me from your love. Jesus, I thank you, that you remain committed to me. I thank you, that you are on my side and you love me. I thank you, that you are with me and you are for me. I thank you, that nothing can separate me from you. And just as we have this assurance, we are to give and proclaim this same assurance to everyone else that God is with us, is on our side, is for us, and loves us. This is what will help heal our world and what will help us get through whatever other challenging times lie ahead this year. The promise The assurance that God is with us, is for us, is on our side, and loves us. And nothing can separate us from his love. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Now let us stand, and together let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please feel free to place your offering in either one of the plates at the back of the sanctuary. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. Relying on the promises of God, we pray boldly for the church, the world, and all in need. Heavenly Father, as we enter this Lenten season of repentance and renewed devotion, We pray that you would remember us according to your steadfast love and goodness in Christ and instruct and lead us by your spirit in your ways so that we may repent and believe the gospel. Lord, in your mercy. Father of lights, from whom every good and perfect gift comes down to us from above, help us to use your gifts in service to you and our neighbor. Bless the leaders of all the nations that all may be governed wisely and justly for the good of this present generation and all those to come. Lord, in your mercy. Most high God, our refuge in every trouble, you have promised to hear us when we call to you. We pray today for all those affected by the severe winter weather, especially in Texas, Tennessee, and in many other places. We pray that you would heal and help all those in need, especially those whom we name silently in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, Lord God, we remember with thanksgiving those before us whom you brought forth by the word of truth, who now live and reign in your presence with your Son. And we pray that you would keep us steadfast in faith, that we may join with them in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Be please be seated until dismissed. To subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and all.